Man, good morning, Avenue Church. My name is Jeremy. If you're viewing us for the very first time, my wife and I, we have the honor of pastoring an amazing church called Avenue Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, we're in some unique situations and circumstances, so we are in your home today, and I'm honored by that. So thank you so much for tuning in. I also want to challenge you, join a Zoom small group. And so hop on our website, avenuechurch.cc forward slash groups. And I want you to join a group. It doesn't matter if you've never been to our church, you've never been a part of a small group, get into a group. It will change your day. It'll change your life. It, uh, that's what I firmly believe. And so get into a group this week today. And so normally we have a physical location, but now we are online. Uh, who knows for how long, but we're here to embrace all that God has for us today. And so these are some pretty unique times. There's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety that's taking place. Uh, you know, and I just want to encourage you. We're, we're doing a lot of messages on our Facebook Live Monday through Friday. Uh, we're, we're hearing a lot of messages of, of, of faith over fear. And I just want to jump on that right now to say that we're not just called to survive. Man, if I could just make it. We're not called to survive. We're called to be unstoppable. We're called to not just make it, but we're called to faith it. Come on, I'm shouting louder than you're typing right now on that chat window from your couch today. And I just want to say, church, that God has created us for more. And so during these times, we can choose fear or we can choose faith. But sometimes it feels like, you know what, I don't, I'm losing my faith or, or fear is just overwhelming me right now in my life. And I just want to encourage you, if you feel like you have no faith, I heard a great definition of what faith is. Faith is divine persuasion. Allow God during these difficult times to persuade us through his word, through prayer, through signs and wonders, through the miraculous, through the supernatural. Let's be able to fall on our knees and say, God, we need you like never before. Because it's during those moments where I've encountered Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Because you know what fear says? Fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Man, what if I, I you know, this happens in my life? What if this takes place? What if? But faith says, even if. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, my God loves me today. So I want to encourage you. I want to remind you that you're a child of God. I want to remind you that God has a plan for your life. I want to remind you that you are unstoppable because we serve an unstoppable God. And so we're in a series right now called Unstoppable Church, Unshakable God. But if you're taking notes today, get your phones out. Get your iPhones out, your Androids out. Androids, just put that down. Otherwise, you're just going to get frustrated. Come on. But I want you to write this down today. The title of my little message today is Unstoppable You. Unstoppable You. That you are powerful because Jesus lives in the inside of us. And when I think about an unstoppable person, besides Jesus, I'm thinking about Joseph in the Old Testament. Now, I, we're not going to read the entire story, but what I love about Joseph in the Old Testament was that God gave him a dream. Matter of fact, God gave him two dreams. And when God gave him a dream, you would think, yes, we can do this. We can push forward. Come on. God spoke to me. I got a word from God. 
But when he got a dream, his world came crashing down. His world around him, he lost all control. He was sold. He was a slave. He was thrown into prison. And for some of us today, maybe in January of this year, 2020, maybe you had a goal or a dream, or maybe you even got a God word. And you're thinking during this time, you know what? I got 2020. 2020 is my best year yet. And here we are with COVID-19, with the coronavirus. I mean, it breaks my heart what's taking place all across the world. And it feels like we're in prison. Can I tell you, you're not alone? We're all feeling that. I mean, even as a church, I believe firmly that in, in December 2019, God said overflow. That 2020 is going to be the overflow of our church. And can I tell you, sometimes when God gives you a word, it doesn't always pan out the way we think it's going to pan out, but it's going to pan out. And I just want to encourage you. Here's what Joseph said. He gets a word, and then there's an attempt made on his life. He sold to slavery by his brother. Do you think isolation is going hard right now in your family? Right? He's, he's sold by his brother. He's falsely accused by Potiphar's wife, and then he's thrown into prison. What kept Joseph going? What made him unstoppable? Why did he never quit? Because there's two things I believe that Joseph had. Number one, he had a word from God. But number two, he had a relationship with God. Not just a dream. You know, sometimes we think Joseph just had a dream. Like he went to sleep and he had a dream. But we believe that theologians believe that he had a word from God. Whether it was a vision whether it was some divine revelation, but he had a word from God. And guess what, church? We have it in paper format today that God's word never ends. God's word is for us today. His word never ends. His word gives me vision for my life. His word gives me hope in the darkness. His word helps me in all things and all areas. Can I get an amen from somebody today? Type it in. Amen, right? Give me the emojis, whatever you can do to express that God has given us a word called the Holy Word. But also, we don't just hold on to God's promises. We hold on to the promise giver. And that's Jesus Christ. That Jesus has given us promises but I don't serve God for the benefits of serving God. I serve God for the relationship with God. So I'm going to serve God in the hard times. I'm going to serve God in the good times. But I want to follow Jesus with my own heart. And so I want to give you an opportunity in just a little bit to give your life to Jesus. Because I can't imagine what it's like to go through a crisis without anything to hold on to, without an anchor in our life. And for us, that anchor is Jesus Christ but also you are so powerful is Zoom groups. And here's what I love about Zoom groups. I jumped into a uh, Zoom group even this week and it was different. It was strange. I mean, it was like logging in and had to mute my mic and unmute it. And I was able to chat and talk. But you know what was so powerful? I was able to have face-to-face -face interaction with people that encouraged me. With people knowing that I'm not going through this alone. So I want to encourage you today. Get into a group as fast as you can. A Zoom group, FaceTime a friend, Marco Polo, all the tools and the resources that we have. It is so important who we do life with. Now, Genesis 39, you know, purchased by Potiphar. He's in Potiphar's home. His wife, she begins to accuse him and she wants him to lay with her. And the verse 19 says, Potiphar was furious 
Genesis 39, Potiphar, Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. You know, I don't like that word right there. There he remained. He was there for years. I mean, not 30 days, not eight weeks. And I'm saying, man, God, can we have a quicker word than that? Can we have, a, you know, a quicker result in this? But here's what I want you to write down if you're taking notes. As we're talking about the unstoppable you is number one, there's purpose in the prison. There's purpose in the prison that we choose to look at the good in every situation. I believe that's what Joseph did. Joseph could have complained. Joseph could have got upset. Joseph could have been angry. But Joseph, I believe, he chose to look at the purpose in every scenario, every circumstance. So that's what we do. We choose to look at the good in every situation. We're locked up right now. We're not supposed to leave our homes and, and we have six feet of distancing and we're here with our families. That you say, you know what? Thank you, God, that I have more family time. Thank you, God, that I now have more time. I saw this on Facebook that I'm praying for all the husbands who never completed projects because they didn't have the time. Oh, Lord Jesus, help me somebody. Because now we have nothing but time. But man, it's a time to pray like we've never prayed before. Now it's a time to feed off of God's Word. I keep saying that let's feed on His Word in the morning before the news. Let's feed on His Word before we go to bed. Let's feed off of God's Word. And if you're taking notes, write this down. You feed upon what you see. You feed upon what you see. Now, we've been doing a lot of filming uh, these past couple of weeks. We've got lights set up even right now. Our team is doing a fantastic job with worship, with the messages, Facebook Live. And here's what I've been learning about audio. Now, there's two types of audio. There's mono and there's stereo. I'll give you a good example. Mono is just singular. Stereo is a two-track thing. And uh, I'm hard of hearing. All right, so uh, I need to learn audio. That's thank goodness I have a wonderful team, wonderful Lorenzo. And, uh, but mono and stereo, for example, I'm hard of hearing. I'm deaf in this year, and I'm 60% deaf in this year. So I'm mono, all right? I don't have two tracks coming out of his head. I only got one track coming out. And this has really intrigued me because during these times, we're not here to turn a deaf ear to all the bad that's in the world. We're not here to turn the deaf ear onto what the, on, on the reality that's really taking place in our world today. But we're here to have a two-track system, meaning I'm gonna be in God's word, but I'm also gonna be aware of what's going on. I'm gonna feast on God's word so that I, I, can, I know what to pray for in the news, in my city, the hospitals, the first responders, but my hope is in Jesus Christ. And we have to be careful that we're not mono in only the news or the news feed, but also we have to be careful we're not only just praying, but we're also making an impact. We're not just praying and reading our word, but we're also helping our neighbor. We're loving those that, that we see on the street six feet away, that we're still gonna make an impact because there is purpose in the prison. So God, what are you doing in me? And God, what are you going to do in the prison? That I believe with all my heart that this isn't God's wrath. There's a thing called free will on this earth. We live in a fallen 
moment. And I'm so glad that Jesus Christ, he died for us and he gave us a gift called salvation. We didn't deserve it. We, don't, we didn't earn it. But God gave us a gift called salvation. But God isn't punishing you with suffering. God is with us in our suffering. Come on, that's so good. God isn't punishing you with suffering. God is with us in our suffering. And that's all I need to hear today. God is with us. He's with us. He's there to guide us, to lead us, to give us peace. He's there to give us hope today. Now, I don't know if you remember, but as a young kid, I would hop in the back seat of, of my dad's car, my dad and my mom be in the front seat, my brother be next to us, and we'd be playing the line game. Can you imagine being socially isolated in the 80s right now? No devices, no internet. I mean, we played the don't cross my line game. I remember that, right? All the different games we played in the back seat without a phone, without an iPad. But you know what I realized on those trips? That I was never concerned, did my dad know how to drive? I was never concerned, did my dad know where to go? The only thing I was concerned with was when are we going to get there? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And my dad would get so upset, like, ask me one more time. Ask me one more time. Because you know what? I completely trusted my father. I knew that my dad knew how to drive and my dad knew how to get there. And we got to have that same mentality right now in the middle of a crisis that our God he knows what he's doing. Our God still sits on the throne. Our God has a plan for our life. That our God is unstoppable. He's unshakable. Therefore, you're unstoppable. You're unshakable. That we serve a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So God, what is the purpose in the prison? But we're not exempt from suffering. And that can be a hard thing to hear sometimes. But it's in our suffering that produces our perseverance. And all that perseverance produces our character. And out of our character is hope. We have hope for the future. So number one, we have purpose in the prison. But number two, we have perspective in the prison. We have perspective in the prison. Now there's a painting that you're seeing on your screen right here. There's a painting by a Russian artist named Nikolai. And it only shows five prisoners in a painting. It shows a soldier, a worker, a poor person, a mother, and a child. And if you look at the painting right here, they're all huddled together, peering through a barred window, a prison window, and they're feeding pigeons. I want you to look at their faces, look at their demeanor as they're locked up in a cage, that even in the midst of their prison, they're making a choice. They have a change perspective. They have a perspective in their prison. And the title of the painting gives us a clue. I love the title of this painting. It's called, There is Life Everywhere. There is life everywhere. But if you look at this painting, I want you to notice there's a six person in the painting. He's on the other side of the jail cell. and He's looking out the window. And if you can notice, out his window is a stark gray depressing sky. It doesn't look nothing like the other side of the jail. And sometimes I want to ask you today, which window are you looking out of? 
Which perspective are you seeing? I want to ask you today, the Bible said, are we fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith? Hebrews 12, 2 says, for we live by faith and not by sight. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, see what it says in God's word for you. Are we fixing our eyes on Jesus? Are we fixing our eyes on the word? You see, you feed upon what you see, that you're a child of God. You are God's masterpiece. I'm here to tell you, God, he created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Somebody needs to hear this today, that Jeremiah 29, 11, for the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God doesn't want to harm you. God wants to bless you. Can I get an amen? Can I get a type right there? Because he really has a plan for your life. You can't thwart it. You can't screw it up. God is saying, I'm here. Give, give, give me your heart and so I can make a difference in your life. So we have a heavenly perspective that God is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And the Bible says without vision, people perish. Without vision, we can't look forward to what's next. Without vision, we have no hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I wrote this down. I want, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down right now. It says, vision doesn't change your circumstances, but it changes your perspective. Vision doesn't change your circumstances. It changes your perspective. That I believe that Joseph had the dream or the word of God tucked away in his heart. Then when he was a slave, he said, I got a word from God. When he was thrown into prison, he said, I have a word from God. I have a relationship with Jesus. That God has a plan for my life. There's a purpose in all of this. He had no control over his environment, but he had something to hold on to. And that was a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I love Genesis chapter 39, verse 19. And it says, Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story of how Joseph treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into prison where the king prisoners were held. And there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph. And somebody needs to hear that today. The Lord is with us in the prison. God is with us in the middle of a crisis. God is with you right now on Sunday morning, on your couch, on your phone, on your laptop. God is with us. And he showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. I love this. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. He caused everything that Joseph did to succeed. So point number three, I want you to write this down. Yes, we have, we have purpose in the prison. We have perspective in the prison, but we succeed in the prison. I love Mother Teresa. She said, I'm not called to be successful. I'm called to be faithful. But I'm here to tell you, church, as we faithfully love our neighbor, as we faithfully love Jesus Christ, as we faithfully try to just make a difference in our community, we will be successful in Jesus' name. That there is success in 
the prison. There is success in your home. There is success in your workplace. There will be success in all that you do because the Lord is with us. We will be successful as the local church of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says, God said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Guys, God wants us to succeed so he gets all the praise and all the glory. Can I get an amen, somebody? But here's what I love. Here's what I love. The church isn't closed. We're open. The church is unstoppable. But it's because you're the church. The unstoppable you is the body of Christ. That God wants to use you. He wants to use you greater than ever before. And here's what I love. The definition of success is the accomplishment of an aim or a purpose. The accomplishment of an aim our purpose. That God wants you to be successful because he wants to complete his purpose inside of you. That when God placed you on this earth in 2020, God said, I have a purpose for your life. That you were made on purpose and for a purpose for such a time as this. And so I want you to know that today, that you're not called to shrink back you're called to step ahead. You're not called to just look out the window of despair. We're called to look out the window of faith. Not fear, but see what God is going to do in our life. See, Joseph was successful in all that he did. He was unstoppable. That no matter what crisis we're in, God will use it to reach people, to heal people, to speak to people, to save people, and to reach people for his praise and his glory today. Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And if you have your Bibles, I would love to you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7 through 10. And I love this verse. I was reading the scripture this week, and this verse I thought was perfect for what we're going through today. It says this in verse 7, and our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. That you, we're, we're, we're there for each other in the good times, but as well as the hard times. We don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about all the troubles we're experiencing in the providence of Asia. We're under great pressure. This is a difficult time. It's not hallelujah, it, everything's amazing. We're, we're struggling, we're afraid. And it's just beyond our ability to endure so that we despair of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. We received the sentence of death, but this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but so that we can rely on God. He's in the driver's seat. He's the one who's in control. He's the one who knows exactly what to do because he raises the dead. He has delivered us from deadly peril and he will deliver us again. He delivered us, he'll do it again. On him we set our hope so that he will continue to deliver us. I'm here to tell you, whatever you're facing, 
God will deliver you. Whatever happened during these past two weeks, God will deliver you. That God is for you, he's not against you. That we're facing deadly peril, we're facing, I mean, we're, we're, we're aware of what's taking place. And I want you to know, we're praying, we're praying for our economy, our jobs, we're praying for healing. We have people close to us that are sick and we're praying in the mighty name of Jesus. But if God will deliver us then, he'll deliver us now. And God is for us here today. And so man, I would love to pray with you. If you feel like you're in a prison, maybe that prison is fear. Maybe that prison is no hope. Maybe that prison is, I, I, I'm in a prison of despair. Maybe the prison that you're in has, has paralyzed you. Man, I would love to pray with you because God will deliver you. And so wherever you're at right now, in your living room, in your bedroom, wherever you're at, I would love for you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I would love the honor to pray with you today. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we thank you. And Father, I'm just, I'm so honored to be able to pray for families today. The Father, I thank you for your word. God, I think your word is living, it's active, it's powerful. God, I thank you that you're fighting for us, God. Father, I thank you that there's purpose in the prison. So God, help us to see what that is. Father, give us a word from God in your holy word, Father. God, I pray you begin to be with us during these times of crisis, God. Father, I pray more than ever, the church will band together and will be for each other. The Father, I pray for those that are afraid or for those that, that are just unsure of what to do or what's my next step. But God, I pray you speak to them today. The Father, I thank you for changing our perspective, Father. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us today in your word. And if you're listening to me today, and maybe you're, you don't feel like you have any hope, you feel like you've lost all purpose, maybe you're, you, you're just paralyzed in fear, and maybe because you don't have an anchor called Jesus Christ. Man, I would love the honor and privilege to pray with you today. And so if you're, if you're watching today, and you say, Pastor, will you pray with me? Pastor, will you lead me in a prayer? This prayer isn't to join our church. This prayer is to join the unshakable kingdom of heaven. And if that's you today, I just want you to pray a prayer with me. Matter of fact, in, in any living room you're in right now, or if you're watching with somebody today, I want everybody to pray this prayer together because we really don't do life alone. Let's pray this prayer. Father, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. Be number one with all my heart, the best way I know how. I'm gonna live for you. Say, I now know who I am. Come on, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm a child of God. Come on, I want you to give God a shout of praise today. I want you to comment right now. I want you to hit the button below me that says salvation. I want you to text HOPE to 702-727-8280 because this is such a big deal that you crossed over into the kingdom of heaven today. But do me a favor. Don't get disconnected. Don't isolate. Now more than ever, you gotta join our Facebook group. Join us right now. We have prayer people that wanna pray with you today. And I would love the honor to pray with you as well. And if you call Avenue Church your home, there's three things I would love for you to do. Number one is pray. Don't 
stop praying. Keep praying, church, because prayer really works. Pray for uh, open hearts. Pray for our city. Pray for healing for those that are sick. Pray against fear in the mighty name of Jesus. God, not giving us the spirit of fear, but power and of love and a sound mind. But number two is continue to give. I want to say thank you so much for your generosity. I am so proud of you and I'm so proud of our church. And through your generosity, we're going to continue to make a difference any way we can in our city and all across the world. But also number three is go. Find ways we can reach out to individuals. Call somebody, text somebody, continue to meet in those Zoom groups, but let's continue to make a lasting impact in our city. So Avenue Church, I love you and I love being your pastor. That was an incredible message from our pastor. And hey, I wanna encourage you that if you took that step today and you gave your life to Jesus, we would love for you to text the word HOPE to 702-727-8280 because we wanna send you some resources and get you connected and celebrate the decision that you made today. Because we believe that it is the best decision that you can ever make. And we believe that God has a plan for your life that's gonna be awesome. So let's get connected and text that number. You know, Avenue Church, we're able to do this because of your generosity. In times of national crisis like this, this is where we as a church, we get to be the hands and the feet of Jesus, and we get to be the hope of the world. And from day one, we have never put any pressure on anyone to give a specific amount. All we ask is that you would pray and talk to God and see what He lays on your heart, and then just be faithful and obedient. So if you are able to and you would like to give today, we encourage you to text any amount to 84321 or visit us online at avenuechurch.cc forward slash give. It's super simple and you can give that way. And for more updates, make sure that you're following us on all social media platforms. Avenue Church is doing some really cool stuff on Facebook. We actually have two new pages for you to get connected with. Parents, you can visit the Avenue Kids online Facebook page. And we also have an Avenue Church online face group for you to join, anyone can join. And because we're working really hard behind the scenes to bridge the gap of people being online and getting connected with you. You can also connect with us at Avenue LV Church on Instagram and Avenue LV Kids for your little ones. And lastly, don't forget that we have something for junior high and high school students at Avenue LV Youth also on Instagram. We are having special services Thursday nights live for them and we would love for you to keep updated on that. So subscribe to us on our YouTube page and stay tuned on our website, avenuechurch.cc. We'll see you this week live, Monday through Friday on Facebook at 1 p.m. So come hang out with us. We would love to encourage you and to get connected. You know, we wanna challenge you that in the midst of fear, in the midst of chaos, just be praying. Be praying for our city, be praying for our nation, be praying really for the entire world. And I believe that even in the midst of fear, if we choose to pray first and we choose prayer as a response, we are gonna come on, elevate the room and we are going to spread hope instead of spreading fear. So we love you, Avenue family, and we will see you again next week.